Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to share the word. That your word is indeed a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Open our hearts to that message for the change that comes to us through your word, Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. God's grace and mercy and peace be with you today. The cover in the bulletin and the picture portrayed up here on the screen is a lamp from the Old Testament days, or biblical days, Jesus' day too. And I want to share this verse from Psalm 105, 109, or excuse me, chapter 119, verse 105. One of my favorite verses in Scripture, and there's a hymn that goes along with this too. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Now, remember back in the time of Jesus, the lamp is what they had like that. Has some oil in it, chimney over there, and a wick. The wick you could pull out, as you pull it out further, the brighter it was. But that's the only light they had at night. No street lights, no flashlights. And if you tried to walk on a dirty path or a pathway, you took a chance of tripping, falling over a rock or a limb or stepping on an animal or something, like a snake or anything. So it was important to have a lamp with you. And that lamp is not too bright, but it shines on your feet and it shows you where to walk. If you didn't have that lamp, you'd have a very difficult time walking on the pathways in the scriptures talking about. And the psalmist says, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. It lights the path. The oil, important. The oil is important and vital. The lamps are vital for those days. And then the illustration is that God's word is what is vital for us. What we need to get through life each day. The word of God. God's word shows us where to walk. Keep our feet in the right place. To see the path that we must go in this life as we walk through it. God's word is to guide our life. Now in the Old Testament when the psalm was written... The word was the word of the prophets that God spoke through the prophets and through the scriptures that they had at the time. And the psalmist said that God's word, the written word written down by the prophets, was a lamp and a light. But now in the New Testament, this whole thing changes. Who is the light? In the New Testament, the Word, John says in chapter 1, the Word became what? Fleshed. God's Word became flesh. No more prophets, no more speaking through people, but through Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the Word become flesh. So it's Jesus we turn to as people of the New Testament. Now when I stop and think about it for a minute, now think. We're living in the New Testament era. The world is a dark place. It's empty. We need some kind of a light to get through this world in which we live. I don't know how your week was this past week. Did you have a tough week, good week, mediocre week? Did you have some struggles? Things go wrong? Things go right? 
the news, what kind of news did you hear, what did you hear in the news, all kinds of things going on. The president off to a meeting and, and um, discussing trade and so forth, a meeting with um, North Korea leader last night, shaking his hand, the evil, the shootings, the riots downtown in Portland again. All we go, on and on, the world is a dark place. You have to have a light to get through it. If you have no lamp, no light, you won't make it. If you have no light, you'll struggle and fall. In our culture today, there are many people who do not have Jesus to be the light, to shine. And they stumble and they fall. Many do not want Jesus. They say, I don't want to believe in Jesus. I don't want to follow the ways of Jesus. In the gospel lesson, you heard the excuses. Hey, I got to do this, I got to do that. See my family, bury somebody. Jesus made this statement at the end of the gospel, which you heard read. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. What does that mean? What did Jesus mean when he said that? He said, think of the plow. The mule or the horse is pulling that plow. You get the man holding on to the, the handles and the horse is pulling the plow. And the man has to keep his eyes on the furrow or he'll go crooked one way or the other and he'll mess up his plowing. He can't look back to see where he's been. He's got to keep looking forward. If he doesn't, he'll mess up. And so Jesus says, if you are going to follow Jesus Christ, you have to follow him and don't look back. If you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, forward we go. Now, the next picture we're supposed to show you a river, and the river is a boundary line. If you go down the Columbia River and go down the from Troutdale and on down across Oregon, the river is a boundary between Oregon and Washington, right? Now, if you want to get across the river, you've got to have a way to get across. How can you get across? Well, you could probably say you could swim, but I can't swim, so I couldn't, that wouldn't work. Get a boat, get to run a boat, find a boat, pay for a boat. Or you can get a, have a bridge built, right? And there are a number of bridges along the way, how you can get across the Columbia. Most of the bridges cost. They cost money. The one at Hood River costs two bucks, two dollars across over to get across to Washington. Round trip, four dollars. So it's costly to a cent. You would have had to do that every day. But when you think about it, to get across to God, to get across to life and the Word, Jesus Christ, Jesus makes it possible through the cross. Through the cross, you are connected to God and receive eternal life. Eternal life comes through Jesus Christ, and the cost doesn't cost you a cent, but it costs God. It costs God the son of his death on the cross. Jesus shed blood, was paid for you, so you can get across, have a relationship with God. He is the word. He is the light, the lamp that shines in our lives. He is the eternal life for us. God's word connects us. So the God's word is a light, a lamp for us. And a way we connect 
to our Father in heaven. Jesus is the bridge, the bridge to salvation. The world stands in opposition to us, but the word changes us. It is the ultimate light for you and me to get through life. It's interesting that as the church struggled in the early years and in the 13, 1400s, in 1200s, the world kind of got lost. The church got lost in its struggle. Maybe you've heard of John Wycliffe. John Wycliffe wanted the Bible to be in English. Get the Latin translated to English so people in England could read the word. Well, he did make a translation in 1384. But then he was declared, after he died, to be a heretic. Most of all his writings were burned. They dug up his body and burned it too, the church did, because they didn't want the word to spread in English. He was one of the early reformers. Then came John Huss. He wanted people to know about salvation through the scriptures. He actually was the first reformer, but he was so much explaining scripture that they burned him at the stake in 1415. And it's said that John Huss, when he was just ready to, before he died of this burning, he cried out, Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. He wanted the word to be spread. Then Luther came along in 1517 and started the Reformation because he had discovered something unique. He had discovered grace. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And he found it in Romans. When he was reading Romans, you're saved. The bridge to God is free. It's Jesus. It's not your works. It's not paying for indulgences. It's God's word for you. What an opening. Now they tried to kill Luther. The Pope declared him a heretic and anybody could kill him that wanted to. But God protected him to the princes and so forth where he lived in Wittenberg. And he survived being killed. And he became one of the great reformers of the church. And his reformation has really fell down through history today, even though the history books won't give you credit for it. But notice what happens when people, one person is changed by the word of God. When the word is a lamp unto your feet. When you see everything in the light of the word, think about it. Your life changes. You know the resurrection because of Jesus Christ. You know, life is about the word, Jesus, who is the light that transforms us, who makes us different. The word of God has the power to change your life. Think about it. Your life has been changed. You're sitting here because the word has come to you, Jesus Christ. You grew up in the word, maybe. The confirmation, Sunday school, Bible class, worship regularly. The word changes you. And when you are changed, think about it. You change those around you. People see something different in you. You change your family, your friends, your community. The world can be changed by just you. 
One person being changed on the inside. It's an amazing thing how the word changes. And so the psalmist clarifies it. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's God's word. And the New Testament says that's Jesus. He's the one who's the light for you in your life. And then we live by the resurrected Christ. And life changes and makes a difference. We can give, take a look at, again, what's going to happen this week. On Thursday, we're going to celebrate for 243 years since the Declaration of Independence was signed. But 243 years ago, 56 men dared to sign the Declaration of Independence and were willing to die for it if King George got to them with his troops and killed them. They signed it because they wanted people to be free. In the Declaration, they wrote that all men are created equal with certain rights, money, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they admitted that these were gifts from God. George Washington, who became the first president of the United States, said this, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. He acknowledged God and the Bible, the word, as a lamp, is vital for the country to exist. We as the people of God have enjoyed our freedom of religion in this country. We need to cherish it, pray for it, thank God for it, celebrate it as we celebrate it this coming Thursday. And to remember who we are. We're the people who live by the resurrected Jesus Christ. And death is not the victor. Christ is the victor over death. We change from the inside out, not from the outside in. We change from the inside as the Spirit of God works in us and changes us. In the epistle lesson today, you heard the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is how we live and walk. We walk by the Spirit. This is why it's so vital for you and me to be in the Word of God on a regular basis. And yes, this summertime it's easy to say, well, I'm going to take a break from it. It's not a time to take a break from it, but a time to absorb it all the more. When you leave today, Pick up a copy of the Portals of Prayer. There's small print, there's a large print edition if you want large print. But be in the Word. Read the selected scriptures, read the little devotion. Spend time with God. It's only a few minutes of your time. But use something. If you don't use Portals of Prayer, use some other devotional booklet. But be in the Word. The Word is what you and I need to get through life. And the Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So it's vital that you and I are into that word. So let's ask a question. Are you walking by the Spirit? That's what the epistle doesn't ask us to do. Walk by the Spirit. Is God's word, namely Jesus, a lamp to your feet? Do you let Jesus lead and guide you in your life, your decisions, how you live and where you go and what you do? It's important that you and I continue to pray for the Spirit of Jesus to be in us. 
to change us from the inside out so that we are different and we are alive in Jesus Christ. The church in general needs to wake up, I think, and light our lamps, all of us. We need to let Jesus be the light for our path. The psalmist made a great statement when he said that, when God inspired him to do so. And truly, it should be our prayer, and I invite you to think about this, to pray, come Lord Jesus, be a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. If Jesus becomes that to you, your life will be different from the inside out. And you'll find a way through this world and through this life and not have to fear what's out there in the world, but rather have a light to get through the darkness and ultimately to cross over into heaven. Eternal life with Jesus. What a joy you and I have to know that we can live by the Spirit, as Paul says in the epistle lesson. But you live by the Spirit when you allow the Spirit to change you from within. Start at your baptism. And it continues as you grow in the Word, study the Word, share the Word, pray, worship, and grow in your faith. So this summer, I challenge you. Be in the Word. Take the Word seriously. Let God speak to you through His Son, Jesus Christ. Remember that good news. The Word became flesh in Jesus when Jesus takes over your life and sends his spirit into you, your life changes and is transformed. And you cross over into a new life with God. And that life is worth living. Yes, it can be difficult at times, but in the end, it's victory for us. Victory in heaven and victory now in this life. So please, this summer, do pray, come Lord Jesus, be a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. In his name, amen.